You are listening to The Culture Radio, only on The Culture. You are listening to The Culture Radio, only on The Culture. You are listening to The Culture Radio, only on The Culture. You are listening to The Culture Radio, only on The Culture. You are listening to The Culture Radio, only on The Culture. You are listening to The Culture Radio, only on The Culture. You are listening to The Culture Radio, only on The Culture. You are listening to The Culture Radio, only on The Culture. You are listening to The Culture Radio, only on The Culture. You are listening to The Culture Radio, only on The Culture. You are listening to The Culture Radio, only on The Culture. You are listening to The Culture Radio, only on The Culture. You are listening to The Culture Radio, only on The Culture. You are listening to The Culture Radio, only on The Culture. You are listening to The Culture Radio, only on The Culture. You are listening to The Culture Radio, only on The Culture. You are listening to The Culture Radio, only on The Culture. You are listening to The Culture Radio, only on The Culture. You are listening to The Culture Radio, only on The Culture. You are listening to The Culture Radio, only on The Culture. You are listening to The Culture Radio, only on The Culture. You are listening to The Culture Radio, only on The Culture. You are listening to The Culture Radio, only on The Culture. You are listening to The Culture Radio, only on The Culture. You are listening to The Culture Radio, only on The Culture. You are listening to The Culture Radio, only on The Culture. You are listening to The Culture Radio, only on The Culture. You are listening to The Culture Radio, only on The Culture. You are listening to The Culture Radio, only on The Culture. You are listening to The Culture Radio, only on The Culture. You are listening to The Culture Radio, only on The Culture. You are listening to The Culture Radio, only on The Culture. You are listening to The Culture Radio, only on The Culture. You could see the theme, the sub-theme for, uh, you know, after what have we got to lose, which is the main theme, is it is what it is. Now, when you get a person, and we'll just use that term loosely when we describe Mr. Trump, when you get a person who doesn't even want to answer you and he figures you've got to accept whatever he dishes out, he can say something as simple as it is what it is. In other words, deal with it, accept it. Well, let me just say this. Our country has been protesting since George Floyd got choked and they, everybody woke up. That was an awakening, not just about George Floyd, but about how we've been taking things and 
letting things go. And people have been protesting, all colors, all races, all groups. So the best answer for it is what it is, is to show this supposed person what it is. He's copying Mr. Clinton, who was one of the more brilliant Rhodes Scholars who taught us that the word it could be looked at many different ways. So we, the people, will get our ass together and keep after this and we'll go vote. If you get a ballot, an absentee, whatever you want to call it, the right one, make sure you fill it out, find where your supervisor of election is, and they always have time at their office for you to turn it in. Now, one of the things we're going to post at the beginning here is a map of the United States, and I've got the link that will be posted for you. I'm putting it up at the beginning, but it will be there at the end of the show. We'll post it on our Facebook or whatever. It shows you all the states, and if you click on it and go through it, I think this was done by NBC or someone, but it tells you about voting, the different dates for it, and whatever you need to know. And if not, it'll give you generally uh, a website that you can go to. But in most cases, you can go to your state government website and fool around a little bit. You're smart enough. That's what uh, the Internet's about. Just ask the question a little differently and get the answer that you're looking for eventually. The idea is we're not going to give up because if we give up, it's our country that we gave up to a man who does not deserve it. And the only reason he wants to stay there, as I said, which everybody is missing, is not just to be a dictator, but to put more money in his pocket. So, last week, the subtitle was Dirt, Di that Dirt Doubt, and Lies. And that's what Trump's doing since the end of the Democratic National Convention. He's going to tell you that... Uh, Biden's great-grandfather came from Mars or something, and he's going to try and convince you that you should think about that because the Martians will really be running your government. Now, there are many stories in history where people panic because of somebody who's got a great audience or puts the wrong stuff out there and makes everybody think there was an attack. I think it was Orson Welles on the radio about 60, 80 years ago, who started that thing about we're being attacked by aliens, and people who tuned in late didn't know it was a radio show. He had them all, he was a great orator, so he convinced everybody that this was a serious bulletin that they've landed and they're taking over our planet. Guys, it's our planet, it's our job to maintain it, and one way or another, if we're willing to go in the streets and protest, which is great, it means we're willing to put a mask on, go in the streets and stand on a line if we didn't get to put our ballot in the supervisor of election. Because this guy, I saw him testifying in the Senate, that was a setup where the Republicans gave him a chance to play his qualification speech. Now, if none of you have ever heard it before, I have worked for the United States Postal System myself. And among other things, I have worked at a major facility right here in Orlando. Sorting machines and other things are only put, whether it's UPS, FedEx, or the postal system. It's put in places where you have the highest volume. 
And you have them because they concentrate it, because they know they can separate it and fly it out to the best of their ability logistically over the years. They may not do the greatest job, but that's why those machines were put places. And let me say this. This idiot, DeJoy, and he's not an idiot, he's got lots of money and he's getting paid for doing this by his little master Trump. He stood there and he said, well, they don't need those sorting machines. Now, if you understand, these basic high-speed sorters do like 3,000 plus envelopes in a minute or so. Try and get the humans that are left in the post office to sort 3,000 envelopes in a minute. They can't. That's why they came up with sorting machines. It's just like the old card readers for a computer where the optics read it and they move it faster and they perfected it. So one, he has to restore the machines. Two, he probably won't do it. Three, the House committee had already I heard some of them speaking. I hope they keep their act together. He's already broken a number of federal laws about dealing with the mail because he cannot just unilaterally decide as the postmaster that he's going to move this or change that. That's why there's a board of directors and other hierarchy. He could fire people and shift them around. So he's already broken a number of laws. Let's see. I hope the House comes on strong. Whatever the Republicans try and do, to me, the Republicans, whether they're in the Senate or the House, when they try and obfuscate what's going on or make nonsense arguments, it means they are complicit in giving our country over to a dictator. It's that simple. The answer to that at this point, if nothing else, because there are a lot of actions going on, is us getting off our ass and making sure we vote. And as I said, take your camera with you. We all have cell phones. Take a picture of your ballot. And if there are goons there at the place, when I was a kid and I saw voting, you had some of these people from different groups who would come around in certain areas and try and intimidate people. Well, why are you voting and who are you? You can't vote. We've tried to straighten that out. Trump and the Republican Party actually said that they put aside millions of dollars for disrupting the election and having what they would call in the old days monitors. There are rules that people who are not part of the election or the people running the election have to stay two, three hundred yards away. Doesn't mean they're going to follow the rules. But you know what? You're there in a group. You've got other people. They are removing your freedom when they don't let you vote. So if they want to stand there with the gun on their side, stand with someone, lock your arms together and say, no, 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 we're staying here till we vote. And if they say, well, and they put their hand on their gun, just said, you heard what I said, now you're in my way, please leave. At some point, there's going to be enough people who will back you up because we, the citizens, own the country, not these goons that they're going to send around to bother us. And I'm serious. I have seen shape-ups when I was a kid, even in unions, where the union supervisor in the old days would get paid off for who he picked to work that day. We're getting beyond this. The only way we stay beyond it is by standing up for our rights. Anyhow. It's going to be ugly, and I am pursuing through every avenue I can think of 
in my spare time getting to a journalist who may listen. And I've got another one I'm going to try and get to who's a journalist and an attorney. Hopefully I can get them to understand. Because Trump walks around as he did when he first, before he started in 2016 with Obama. He's disqualified. He's not an American. He's trying to say that about Camilla. Well, Camilla's not running. She's the vice president. Joe Biden is definitively an American. So he's distracting everybody. And the only reason we'd worry about Camilla is if they had to swear her in, and she's got a birth certificate. He knows it. So if you want to talk about people who are unqualified, if any Republican says that to you, say, I understand that Donald Trump disqualified himself during the 2016 election by soliciting help from the Russians, by bribing his two girlfriends. They may want to yell at you and argue and say, what are you talking about? That's all you have to repeat. You don't have to argue with them. These are facts, hard facts, and they're lawful. What he did was illegal. He's an invalid president. He's disqualified. No one else. Anyway, got a, a treat for you. The alter ego is making a second appearance two weeks in a row. So, you know, depending upon how much the world needs her to keep it running and everything else, we may not have her next week. So while we have her, I'm going to let her talk. But again, that map that we put up, there's a link. It'll tell you whatever state you're in or whatever state your friends are in. If you've got the link, share it with them. This is serious stuff. I do not intend to see this man making noise, even if we have to carry him out of the White House. I will personally do it, no matter who's guarding him. Anyway, I don't stand for insurrection against our freedoms. So with that, let me go to my alter ego and uh, see what she's got in store for us. Well, good morning, everyone. Before I get to the agenda, I uh, just want to bring up a couple of things. It is what it is. Remember that. That's what your president said as your family members were dying. It is what it is. He doesn't care even about his own family. His children will never be able to say what Joe Biden's son and grandchildren said about him. Never. This is a man who abandoned the first three kids because of his affairs. Those of us who lived in New York lived through the scandal of him and the mother of his other kid. I mean, the man is a cheater. And women, if you have any self-respect, if you believe in the sanctity of a marriage or your family, I have no clue why 54% of you voted for Trump except that you are a racist. One in three Americans are racist and you wanted a white guy to feel good about yourselves. But you actually gave us a dictator and you're showing your children that it respect and honor and hard work means absolutely nothing. What you are teaching your sons and your daughters right now is that they have to cheat, they have to lie, they have to steal. And they do not have to be patriotic. And really, that is very shameful. And I go back in history, and I just have to say this because I've been doing this for a year. I always bring up historical context. It's very sad to me to realize that people don't retain information. 
Yesterday on a conference call for learning and development, I heard the following, and it explains a lot. 10% of what you read or hear is retained. And 70% you actually have to be engaged in doing. That's how humans seem to operate. Now, we have all this brain power, and yet we can't remember anything. So I just want to bring it up. It is what it is. It's where we're at, but it doesn't mean that's where we have to end. And I want to talk a little bit about what the, uh, uh, your host had mentioned. The American Revolution happened because of taxation without representation. Oh, Lisa, good morning. Trump took over 10 million multi-million dollar sorting machines out of Michigan's post office in the year 2000. Ferris State College students spent 110 hours in one week program, one of those in Royal Oak, Michigan. Trump destroyed that. So I want to understand when you say in the year 2000. That's when it went in and that's when the kid programmed it. The person from the thing. Lisa, I thank you for the background. Okay, just want to make sure that we're not talking about he took them out in the year 2000 because no. he wasn't in office. No, these are newer machines that went in in that time. Okay, so thank you, Lisa, for that. So the American Revolution took place because the colonies felt that they were being taxed by Britain and the money was going to pay off the French and Indian War. And I want you to remember the first person who died was a slave who was with the colonists trying to fend off the British soldiers. And that name was Crispus Attic. And I know people don't know history here in America. They don't remember. They think, who cares? You need to care. Agitation and protesting is needed in order to make change. And while this president will call the protesters terrorists, and traitors, the only traitor here is called Donald Trump and the entire Republican Party and his band of corrupt criminals. We don't have a president. What we have is a man who's been instructed by a dictator who's running our country called Putin. He's just there to protect his ass because he knows, just like what Putin just recently did with the guy who's opposing him in Russia, all it takes is a little venom or a little something, Radio. and he will be gone. And you got to be careful, Americans, because he's willing to kill us and kill the opposition to get what he wants. So very, I want everyone who's running on the Democratic ticket to be very afraid of this guy in the sense that you got to be careful. Biden, it doesn't matter that they have Secret Service protecting you. Be very careful. Kamala Harris, same thing. He will do anything to get what he wants. Now I will go into the agenda. Let's talk about the FDA and the emergency virus treatment that they put on hold. I got to say, guys, I believe in having vaccines because they have eradicated, at least in this country and in, a, in other countries of the world, certain diseases that we don't think about like we used to before. But personally, I will never, as long as Trump is in office, ever take a vaccine coming out of his administration. I don't trust it. I don't believe in him. I believe he'll kill us instead 
because he will rush everything through as long as he's going to make money out of it. He's got interest in a lot of the companies that he is funneling hundreds of millions of dollars to. I'm not talking about Johnson & Johnson and the ones that you know. So what has happened here, there is not enough data with this blood plasma issue for us to move forward with having an emergency treatment. Remember, it's not a vaccine, it's a treatment. If everybody remembers AIDS when it first came out, you had to be very careful about the blood of the individuals you were using to try to treat AIDS patient. And you had to be very careful that you weren't using the blood of AIDS patient. It's the same thing here. Just because you donate your plasma, what the hell else is going on with your blood or the plasma that you have? And I don't believe in two months you can get there. So this is the reason why it's on hold. And they're going to do more research. And thank you for Dr. Fauci, because you can't trust anybody else. Unfortunately, when we talk about the government people, the government is us. But they are doing what he's telling them to do. So never, never disassociate Trump with decisions that are happening, whether it's FBI, CIA, DOJ, and even our Supreme Court, which is compromised at this point. And let me quickly say that when Obama was informed, just as any of our presidents know what's going on all over the world from our intelligence agencies, that Ebola had broken out and was getting worse in Africa, he didn't wait to see if China was going to shut it down or send us a nice envelope with, uh, oh, we'll send you information. He sent American teams over there to help contain it. And by doing it right with the governments, we contained it so it didn't come here. In fact, we had, if you go back and look up Governor Chris Christie when he was still in New Jersey, one of the scientists or nurses came back and he had set up a tent and quarantined her for I think a week or two at the airport in that tent because he didn't even understand what was going on. He's not too stupid, but he was acting like a buffoon. But Obama kept it from coming here and spreading. The thing Biden's saying he's going to do is what you have to do, whether it's a pandemic, an epidemic, whatever the breakout is. You need to put the proper monitoring on it. You need to put the proper forces, control it, segregate it, know where it is, and let the people know what they can and can't do. That's the only way we're going to get past this. And whether we get the vaccine tomorrow, a year from now, it doesn't matter. We have to control what we do with understanding. And I'll talk about Trump and what he said a little later. The next thing I want to talk about is something that has bothered me for many, many years because I know, and, and I'm going to speak to whites right now, and I know you may not like it, but you know what? Sometimes you have to understand your history and all the things that you or your ancestors or whoever the heck uh, you want to call have done. You want to know why people are angry? There was a study that was done right here in the state of Florida between the 1992 and 2015. 1.8 million hospital births were looked at. And you can look this up under the Duluth News Tribune. And you can also look it up in the National Academy of Science of the United States of America, PNAS. 
And what they have found, back to institutional racism, is that black babies are more likely to die under the care of white doctors, and yet they found not one death of a white baby in the care of a black doctor. Tell me what's going on. By the way, this is the same country that ran tests on black men, gave them syphilis and they didn't even know, and then they took black women and they made sure they couldn't have children and they didn't even know. White doctors did that. This is the same country when you had the Spanish flu, you refused the care of black nurses to help you out. And I always say that I believe that people of color, black people are too nice. They're too willing to help, accept you in their homes, treat you like you're, they're, you're, you're their family. I wish they would stop doing that in a way because by doing that, you take your eyes off the ball on what people are doing to you. Why are black children dying at the rate that they are on the hands of white doctors? That should never happen. If you're a doctor, you're supposed to have an oath about life. It's the same way I feel about these white conservative Christians who want to take away your right to choose young women sitting in the Supreme Court for Roe v. Wade to go away. So you better think about your future and your children's future. And this goes for young men too. It's not just about women. They want to preserve life, but they want to shoot you down and shoot your kids down in school because they are upset about the fact that they don't want to share anything with anybody. You can't want to preserve life and take life at the same time. What's up with that? It's a hypocritical way of thinking. These are the same people that went and took their children to watch human beings being hung, castrated, shot, killed their children with a Bible in their hands. How are you talking about preserving life when you have no problem taking a life and enjoying taking a life. That's what this movement is all about. I have nothing against the police department. We need them. And so stop making it look like we don't want police officers. What people want is what used to be before Ronald Reagan. Yes, Ronald Reagan, the actor, took everything away. You used to have social workers that used to deal with people that had issues, not police officers. Police officers are not trained to deal with psychological issues and whether you're bipolar, tripolar, and all these other things. You want the funding to be there to provide the mental health and all of these other things that you're asking police officers to do. The same way we're asking teachers to be your babysitters, to be psychologists, to be all these things that that's not what they should be doing. Parents who don't want to pay taxes, who want everything for nothing. You can't deal with your own children, but you want the society to deal with it. And I'm okay with that, but you got to pay for that. You got to support it. So... Black Lives Matter is not saying they want to defund the police. What they're saying is they want 
Sabbath, that money to go to areas that would provide the help and support de-escalation of scenarios that don't require you killing a person. That's what it's all about. Between the Bible and science, many years ago I taught myself, uh, as one little old lady said, and it's been repeated many times, there's one race, the human race. And either you're a member of it or you're not. If you're not part of humankind, then go find yourself a cave to live in. And I started to treat everybody as though they were an extended family. Not simple sometimes. A lot of them don't want to do it because they still look at you, whoever they are, and see you as different. So I don't bend over and just make myself accessible, but I don't make myself inaccessible because I decide that I will hold them to the same standard I hold myself. We are all our brother's keeper, period. And if you want to cut a budget, whether it's federal, state, and local, doesn't matter. You decide you don't need health and welfare and emotional help for social problems, and you get rid of uh, institutions that used to take care and treat these people because you've got another thing you want to put the money for. I hate to say this. It's an honor, as far as I'm concerned, for anybody to serve as a senator or congressman in our government. Let's cut their salary in half. They get benefits. They get an office. They get help. They get phone. So they don't have to spend it on other things. And most of them are wealthy enough. It's an honor to serve your government. That's what I've always considered it. So if need be, let's all say let's start with $100,000 a year for anybody serving in Congress. We supply whatever else they need. And we'll give them a pass to the cafeteria in the Pentagon. Let them go eat with everybody else. If they want to go outside, let them pay for their own meal. Anyway, we either have to act like this is our world, we're one people, and we're going to work together, or we're too stupid to have a world to enjoy. It's that simple, folks. Go ahead. I want to talk about the picture that's coming up. I'm going to skip because that's the uh, governor of Georgia, not the governor of Wisconsin. So um, let's talk about Georgia for a moment since this picture is up there. People who are resident of the state of Georgia, pay attention. What they're trying to do right now is to again take voters off the roll. If you're not paying attention, Georgia, you better pay attention. There are thousands, perhaps 20,000 voters that they're going to take off the roll. They claim that they're oh, unable no. to vote due to undeliverable absentee ballots. What I find interesting is, is that they then claim that they tried to reach these people. Tell me how you tried to reach them. If their addresses, supposedly the ballots weren't undeliverable, how did you try to reach them, Governor Kemp? Remember, he took the election away from Stacey Abrams. He stole it. He made sure that people couldn't vote. He took over 200,000 people off the voter rolls. Republicans, if this is all you can teach your children, no wonder they turn on you and throw you in a nursing home. If all you can teach your children is that they have to actually lie and cheat to get ahead in life, 
All you're giving us are people that we have to be concerned for. So I want you guys to please, please pay attention. Go to your supervisor of elections offices. Make sure that you are registered. If your address has changed, please go and correct it. And I will warn everybody now, if you can go in person and vote, please do so. If you have early voting in Georgia, which you don't have many days, deliver your ballot, deliver it and make sure that they give you something acknowledging they got it. If you have people in your neighborhood, I am going to be driving people who cannot get to the voting poll because they can't drive anymore. They may be sick or they just don't have cars. There are a lot of Americans, by the way, that don't have any form of transportation. Help them out. If you have family in nursing homes, make sure that you bring their ballots to them. Please, just because they're in a nursing home doesn't mean that they don't deserve to vote. I don't think people are looking at the nursing homes. You need to look at them and bring their ballots or mail their ballots if you don't want to deliver it. In fact, I suggest you do it because Trump has put an emphasis on nursing homes like that's what he's focusing on for controlling COVID. So he may be thinking of using those ballots and sending them in himself. So you want to make sure that people get their ballot and they get to exercise it. And by the way, Stacey Abrams, you could look her up on the internet. She set up after she lost this invalid election to Kemp. She set up an organization. I forget if it's called Fair Vote or something, but look up her name. You'll find it. She's working with all the states. She can tell you they have information. You can go to them. They can help you if you have anything you need to find out. And I want to say one more thing to the Democrats, to liberal, independent, Bernie Sanders supporters. I don't get this idea of I've got to be excited. You know what? This is not a damn party. This is not a damn concert. If you want excitement all the time in your life, then 90% of marriages are going to fail or are failing. Your relationships are failing because you cannot have excitement every day. This is about preserving democracy. This is about all of the things they have cut. They have cut oversight on your air. They have actually have allowed wealthy people to pollute your rivers and waters and now drilling in some oceans. They don't care. It's all about the money. It's the services that they have cut that your children need, the school lunch programs, People, we are talking about bread and butter. Stop idolizing wealthy people. You know what? Everything that they do does not impact them. They've got a jet to fly them anywhere in the world, yacht to go anywhere in the world. I am an immigrant, an American citizen. They have the nerve to go to countries like mine, and they own islands with people living in those islands. It's modern-day slavery. They don't care about your need to have decent housing, food for your children. We pay for that. It's our taxes, people, paying for this. And let me remind you, when it comes to voting, if they try and intimidate you or make you afraid to vote or make you feel you can't do this or that, let me put this in your mind. 
if you don't vote and exercise your right, the next time they run this government, you won't have any rights. They'll tell you what to do, where to go, and how you can live. So be more afraid of what's going to happen if you don't vote. Let's talk about Wisconsin. And you'll see that sign that says, I voted. Uh, I really want the picture that shows the people in Wisconsin protesting. I want to remind you of something, people. This is a group of people who were protesting the fact that Mr. Scott Walker wanted to make sure that there are no more unions in Wisconsin. And I think what the most hurtful thing to me was, because people sit down, all you liberals and everybody else, Latinos, I'm a Latina, I hate hearing it, the Democrats don't do anything. Excuse me, everything that you and your grandparents and great-grandparents are enjoying, it was because of Democrats. Social Security, Medicare, Medicaid, SNAP program. You've got to start reading and understanding what they've done. So what did the Democrats do? They left the state of Wisconsin trying to slow this down, trying to protect unions, especially for teachers. And you had an opportunity, Wisconsin, to actually get rid of him. And you didn't do it. You put him back in office. So you voted against your own damn interests. I will never understand that. And a lot of Democrats who left, who was in the legislature, they put their lives and their careers on the line for you. And what you did was retain him. And then when he came into power again, and after he lost the governorship in 2017, him and the Republican had the nerve, the nerve to then strip the incoming governor of all his powers. And by the way, this was in 2014. I misspoke, so I'm sorry about that. So they stripped the incoming governor of his governorship powers because they don't want you to have anything. And remember your history, Wisconsin was where unions actually started. But you threw it away and you gave it to Republicans. And it's really, really sad. You need to start going back and you need to make sure you go out and vote. You need to make sure that you retain and get rid of a legislature that's predominantly Republican who don't care about you. Trump will put up all kinds of things, doom and gloom. That's all he ever does. Anybody who's on the run, who's a snake, you know how snakes, they have to hide. He's a rat. That's what he is. He will make it look like you're the problem. He's a child. It wasn't me, mommy. It was him. And then you as a mother, instead of investigating, and you know your child did it, but you stand there defending him and you don't correct what he's doing. This is what we have from Donald Trump. Lisa, I'm when driving my elderly neighbor, seeing Trump say how proud he was to disband every Obama program. Thank you, Lisa. That's what we have to do. Yep. And let me just say one more thing. When you have these local politicians or they hold these town halls or these other things, 
If you want to understand what they're really saying, what they're doing, you have to think of two question words, and then you follow up on it. One, you ask them, what is this going to do for us? And when they answer you, whatever they say, they're going to give you some platitude. You say, well, how does that work and benefit us? And then when they start answering that, your own mind will tell you what to ask them next because they will not be able to continue because when they get to specifics, they're dead in the water. And one more thing about Wisconsin, for those of you that don't know the history. In 1959, they passed a comprehensive collective bargaining law and it was the birthplace of the National Union representing all non-federal public employees. 1959. And you guys allow a Republican to have the nerve to say to you when a teacher or anybody strikes how they're hurting you and your children and everything else. No, they're, they're the ones that are hurting you. If you remember, if it wasn't for unions, let me go back in history in America. If it wasn't for union, you would never would have had a middle class. If it wasn't for unions, you would never would have had a good job. And then those union workers sent their children to college so you could be doctors and nurses and attorneys. And what do you do? You turn around and take the very same thing that fed you and educate you away. Because all of a sudden you're making a little money, you're living in a good area, you're driving your BMW, and suddenly you have arrived and you don't know the history of what it took for you to be where you are. And now you worry about inequities and in salaries. You worry about the fact that there's no representation. You, the voter, did this. You, the voter, listened to a bunch of wealthy people telling you why it was bad for you to be able to compete and make a good salary because they're the only ones that deserve ungodly amounts of money. You, the voters, support sports figures making millions of dollars, but you don't want to have a worker make $15 an hour. You need to sit down and think about what is important in your life. <clears throat> by the way, when unions were starting and building, and by the way, Back in Europe, before we were a country, they had these uh, craft works and things that were the equivalent of unions. We had apprentice and the rest of it. So the idea of unions has been around for centuries, if not millennia. But when unions started here, they asked a very literate guy about, well, how about educated people joining unions? He kind of laughed and said, ah, they'll never join unions. It's not for them. It's for the regular people, the biggest union ended up being, and I think it still is, is the United Federation of Teachers. They're all educated, and they are one of the biggest, if not still the biggest union in the country. And let's remember, you voted for Ronald Reagan, right? And the first thing he did, union workers, was start disbanding unions. But yet, he belonged to the Actors Guild Union. Because, by the way, all those multi-million dollar actors that you are happy to watch on TV, they're all union members. And yet, you don't want your neighbor who's a union worker, whether they're building their, your houses, fixing your toilets, replacing your roof, educating your children. 
you have a problem with that. You need to check yourself, voters. You, you cannot complain about things that you yourself have allowed to be dismantled. That's what this election is all about, giving us a chance in the, into the future, not about excitement. It's about getting rid of criminals and a president who's a traitor to this country, a president who didn't even go and serve our country while our families, our husbands, our mothers, our brothers and sisters put their life on the line. He was too busy screwing around and laughing about it. Even his damn sons are pathetic. They didn't even serve. Joe Biden's son served. Where are the two piece of crap son of Donald Trump who live off of people's money and make stupid statements every day? That's what you veterans need to start looking at. The stuff that he's taking away. You know how many veterans can't even get their benefits after serving in this country? He's denying them like I don't know what for everything. He's taking away veterans' rights. He's closing VAs. He's moving things around. You will have nothing left by the time this man is finished. As a veteran myself, and I go to a major VA place on a generally regular basis here in Mid Orlando area, uh, what you see is when Trump sent that shadow group from Mar-a-Lago to be the new board of directors over the VA, as I explained to everybody, the VA's federal budget is nearly $200 billion a year. And yes, there are a lot of salaries in it for doctors and stuff, but there are a lot of contracts. I told you, he changed the people who deliver the water to all the VAs. He changed the people who supply paper and computers. He changed, and the VA I go to, he's suddenly building fences around them that they didn't need. They're not being invaded by anyone. And then he started shifting all the things inside. What I explained to you is he understood when you take over a budget and you change where the money is spent and you hand out the contracts or buy the supplies, you end up with a piece of it in your pocket. $200 billion. He's been taking pieces of that since he's been in there. And that's an annual $200 billion. So he's been in there a few years. Think about it, folks. Another thing. Trump says everybody about fair share, and then you'll hear the Republicans sometimes. And I've done a lot of international business, and I've run tax departments, dealt with all governments. The European governments do it differently, so their tax rates could be lower than us. They collect other things to fund their government. Plus, the European governments, who've been around longer than ours, have someone from the unions, if they need it in that company, depending on what they're doing and how big the group is, when you have a union, you have someone that's organized to deal with instead of 3,000 employees talking to them one by one. So it makes sense in certain cases. They tell you about how they pay less taxes. They don't tell you about how they give more benefits. They don't want to discuss that part. So I want to uh, ask you guys, please, let us know what your thoughts are about our show, about what we're discussing. Make sure that you follow us on on Facebook, on Twitter, on the Culture Radio, and Google Play, on Spotify, on Stitcher. Facebook and Instagram, you can find us under the same thing. It's A-E, the word equals, then M-C, and the word squared. And, you know, you could always look for us or, you know, find my ugly picture on the Internet.
Okay, so I want to talk about the elections in Florida. And I'm very proud to say that I'm happy that people who are listening to us in Florida went out and vote and made some changes. Now we got to make sure that the changes that we made are going to stick in the November 3rd election. So you see the picture of Monique Worrell. She wins the Ninth Circuit State Attorney race. Remember, guys, I tell you that you have to vote in your local, state, and federal elections, not just for the president, because at your local level, your attorney generals, your circuit state attorney generals, your district uh, 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 court attorneys, they are very powerful. Your judges, very, very powerful. You want to make changes, you have to make it at the bottom on the state level and work your way up. So Monique won, and I'm happy that she won. And if you remember, there were two women running. It didn't matter to me whether it was her or the other women. Why? Because they are against your stand, your ground law. They believe you have to make some changes. And so I'm happy to see that she won. Lisa, we have a lot of crazy religious gun-crazed Trump supporters in Michigan. We have them here also in Florida. It is disgusting. They walk around with their AR-15s blowing animals away and people away, and that's okay. So I want to talk about the races. So she won, and so she will be, of course, facing her opposition in November. Please make sure that you go out and vote. I'm happy to see that Mr. Singh, who was the Orange County property appraiser, I'm glad to see that he was voted out. And instead, we have Miss Amy Mercado who's 46 years old, by the first time, by the, by the way, the first time a woman, and a Latina, has been uh, uh, in the property appraiser's office in the history of Orange County. Make sure you go out and vote in November 3rd to make sure that she comes in. Uh, John Mina won the, the sheriff, got reelected to be the sheriff again. Uh, he will uh, uh, face opposition in November. I have some issues with uh, uh, Mina myself, but, you know, it'll be up to you guys in November to decide whether you want to take him out completely. Uh, we've had some contests in Seminole. Uh, again, please, you can look it up. But one of the wonderful things um, that, that happened is that Bob Dallary and Lee Constantine were able to uh, keep aware their development hot challengers in the Tuesday's Republican primary. Now, I usually don't care about a lot of these Republicans because they're all about their money here in Florida. But you have to make sure that you keep some of our environment in place. You can't build and build and build and build. So this was a good thing. Um, then you had uh, Pernell Bush uh, won their party, District 5 commission seat, again in Seminole County. He is a mental health therapist. We do need some of these people in power. So I, I, I implore you and I, I, and I say, please go and look at some of these uh, elections of who won and who've lost so that you know what you need to do in November. And of course, we will be reporting on that on every show, letting you know who's running and what their platform is. If you don't have time to actually do the research, we will be doing that for you. And you have some local races where you are that are interesting. Send us the facts on it. We'll just verify them, but we'll be happy to put them out 
because this is all over the country that we're interested in that we do the right thing. I want to talk about <laughs> Mr. Bannon, who should have been put in jail along with Prance Reyes and all these people that uh, your president uh, has either pardoned or done whatever he has done with them since he's compromised the uh, Justice Department and everybody else. Here we go again. Uh, Million-dollar scheme that he stole from uh, people who donated upwards of $25 million. And I just want to say this to the American public. You don't live in Texas and you don't live in California. So what wall are you concerned about and you're donating for here in Florida, Georgia, and all these places? You don't really even know what the hell is going on. All the money that has been taken from the military budget, from military housing in Tampa and other areas of the country for schools, for the children of people who are fighting for this asshole who never, ever served in our country. And yet you're not very smart going and giving money online. Do you know the Republican Party has always, always been good on feeding on the working and disenfranchised people who claim that people are leaving them behind, but somehow they find the money to donate to schemes. So he's been arrested. I hope he goes to jail for his, the rest of his life, but he probably won't because he was arrested by the federal government. And you know Trump knows he knows a lot about him, so he has to pardon him. That's what's going to happen. But you got to start remembering, people, all of the people that are being indicted protecting Donald Trump. And I heard something last night that everybody needs to be thinking about. Why does Fox News lie every single day to the American public? Because they're afraid of Donald Trump forming his own news media, which he talked about when he was running for the presidency. So all the cowards are sitting there lying to his supporters because they want to make sure that he doesn't open his own media empire when he leaves office with our money. Look, with Trump, I did it uh, over a year ago. I've said it, but Marco Dane, thank you. Uh, democracy is messy, but you know what? Till they come up with something, life is messy. You got to take the good with the bad. If there was no bad, you wouldn't recognize the good. But let me just say, when it comes to Bannon, he is a criminal. What he's been indicted for at this point and will be tried for is misappropriation of these funds. So he's come out and he's now trying to say, well, we didn't say we were going to build a wall with it. We were supporting the building of the wall. They're going to reinvent what they said to you. The answer is, let them use their own money. Bannon worked for a major investment house, and I'm not going to name them. You could look them up. But anyway... Uh, uh Okay, so I'd like to, okay, I want to say that he, um, Bannon is a millionaire, but it's never enough for these millionaires. Let's talk about the post office. Last week I told you the post office has 245 years of existence. Um, so you need to remember that. Benjamin Franklin was the first post office, uh, postmaster Mr. general. Yeah. And he put a lot of the routes in place that we are enjoying today. The post office makes money. And I remember I asked you guys to go and read what George W. Bush did. 
He wanted the money that the post office was making for the general fund, just like they steal from the Social Security fund and never put the money back, right? He wanted that money. And what he did to punish the post office, the Republican Party, they put a law in that they have to fund. Pre-fund. Or pre-fund, I'm sorry. Retirement benefits 50 years out. That's over two generations. There's people who aren't working there people yet. People who haven't even been born yet. And that's the reason why the post office is in the financial situation that they're in. Not because they don't make money. But the post office belonged to us. Not Donald Trump. Not the Republican Party. Their job is to make sure that we get our deliveries anywhere in the United States and anywhere in the world. They're not FedEx. And they're not the uh, uh, UPS. And by the way, you don't want FedEx and UPS delivering your mail because it's going to cost you a hell of a lot of money. And they don't deliver just because. That's not the way it works. So please, you're looking at the fact that not only they're removing and have removed the sorting machines and the mailboxes, but in the hearing yesterday, that jerk, actually said we will not put them back. So the slowdown of the mail, just because the man can't win uh, honestly, will continue because the sorting machines are out and they're not going back. And the mailboxes that I used and you used, especially people in rural communities, I will never understand you, and people in the uh, West and Southern states, they are small post offices that were created, that are actually owned by families. By the way, if you see a little post office in a you know, nondescript area, they have them here in Florida. This is your post office. This is your livelihood. This is the only job that may exist in your town. And you, because you tr support Donald Trump, don't care that it goes away. Please don't get on TV complaining about what you don't have. There are no jobs. Nobody cares. And all of this. You don't care. Because if you cared, you would not allow this to happen. So people pay attention. Let me make it real simple so you'll follow. The billions of dollars of losses that the post office is having is because they're pre-funding all of these pensions for people who don't even exist yet. So those billions are going in a trust fund. So when they buy the post office and privatize it, they're going to have this big lump of cash in a trust that when they own this company, they take over, they'll say, well, we don't need it because it's there to pay for people who haven't worked yet. And they're going to take the billions into their pocket. It's a scheme. It's a scam. By anyway, the, by I, I just wanted to remind you guys, it's not, it is what it is. It is what we're going to make it happen. And he said at the beginning of this pandemic, I take no responsibility, okay? And then he went out, and he went out and said the governor should go out and bid for everything. And he had Jared and his government people saying he's not responsible, go do it. He waited till they all bid, pushed the price up. Then they bought it, stockpiled it, and then they sold it. And then he doesn't want to give the states money to run. Then he took ordering of all kinds of schools to go back. So I know what I've got. He said liberating the cities. He doesn't want to take responsibility, but he's ordering people to go to their death 
without any scheme of how it works or, or providing what we need, then shredding everything that we need, undermining voting, we can make it all happen. And again, ballots, do what I said. My alter ego has a 